My wife asked me if you thought I was an alcoholic. Because <laughs> the last time we recorded was like a work night, mm-hmm. which is the equivalent of a school night. Yeah. And uh, she saw that I brought up a glass because I had a glass of, of beverage. Mm-hmm. She was like, does Justin think you're an alcoholic? And I was like, no, we actually had that distinct conversation. <laughs> that I don't drink every night, but I just drink every night that he's here. Yeah. Loosens me up. Like I have a hard time with poop and farts, so I couldn't have told a, a, a pastry flatulent story <laughs> without a drink. Yeah, uh, alcoholism kind of runs in my family, and so my grandma just thinks anyone who's ever had a drink ever is just a raging alcoholic. <laughs> just like, uh, your, uh, your girlfriend, like she she talks about wine twice. twice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is she okay? Is she an alcoholic? <laughs> no, grandma. She's just from Sonoma Valley, so that's what's there. It's wine. Uh, when. When I was 20. Okay, so I was born in January. Just so you know, yeah. J- January around your birthday mm-hmm. is my birthday too. Yeah. Just I'm, to keep in mind. I'm uh, I'm a few days older. Just uh, just so you remember. When your birthday yeah. comes around, it means mm-hmm. that mine's coming around. Oh, okay. As, as just, just, just saying. Yeah. Just my thought. friend uh, Travis, his birthday is just a couple days after mine. Hmm. Um. I don't know why I was talking about that. Oh, so we're 20. My wife was born just a, a couple weeks after me in February. And uh, so we're 20. And I asked my dad, like it was my first, my girlfriend, my wife now, uh, we had an apartment. We were like, hey, it's New Year's. We kind of think maybe you could get us some some wine coolers and some Mike's Hard Lemonade because <laughs> we're wanting to get our college on. <laughs> So my dad went and bought us a six pack of each or whatever. And he's nice. like, don't tell your mom. <laughs> <laughs> the other, the other <laughs> one, the other one that I distinctly remember my dad is when we, when uh, I live with my parents still, uh, girlfriend would come over and, uh, we would put the remnants of us being together. I would stick them in a pop can. Right. And then, uh. Like, like, I already when, don't like this story. Then one day he was like, Hey, just so you know, I cleaned up your pop cans in your room. You're welcome. <laughs> like, that's all he said. It's just Ugh. like, That's gross. <laughs> I thought that was, I, I thought that was genius. I don't get grossed out a lot, but uh, I thought that was genius. I don't know. Stick. What if he had tried to take a swig? Why like, oh, do it doesn't that? feel like it's empty. Maybe there's some down there. <laughs> Why is it so salty? He, he deserves that. Ugh. He deserves it. He's <laughs> here to do that. Why would you do that? You're the only one that eats left drinks left over. I mean, I got paid to do it. Beverages. So. I don't think you got paid enough. No. Two dollars a can. It was not worth it. Did you did you did he live up to that? Oh yeah. Uh, I have a theory. So we and free expired antibiotics. We <laughs> we talked about uh, a bad person that recorded things that might be live mm-hmm. near my proximity. Yeah, and uh, so I was thinking about this this week because he's always super super cool to my kids, like way over the top nice, like way nicer than I would ever be, right? Mm-hmm. And like I saw him outside, like I'm mowing the grass and like a. 13 year old girl walks by with the dog with a random dog right and they might know them i don't know but this guy and his wife went out and were like oh just feigning over this dog like oh my god look how nice this dog is it's beautiful like being very nice yeah what i am not 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing, and I'm like mowing. I'm I'm mowing and thinking of this. Like, I would I feel like I'm a good person. Like I'm not an outwardly nice person necessarily. Like I'm mm-hmm. not going to talk to you. I'm not going to compliment. I'm not going to swoon over your dog or your baby. Right. But I'm also not going to behind your back record pornography of me <laughs> fucking you. You know what I mean? Okay, that, like yeah. that's where I draw the line. Like what <laughs> you actually might wanna, you might want to not say that's where you draw the line. Like the line is definitely in front of that. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> about... There's also a wide swath of stuff in front of there. <laughs> that's true. Between the line and recording you okay. while we're having sex. But my point is is like in my and maybe in maybe it's just different viewpoints, but I wholeheartedly disagree. Like I feel like I am a better person for not doing those things to people as opposed to doing the outwardly fake things. Am I incorrect here? Well, it's it's like the 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 news, right? Whenever they catch like a serial killer and they're interviewing their neighbors like he was the nicest guy. <laughs> yes. He always yes. like helped out a uh, little old lady yes. down the street with her trash, like yes. take her trash to the curb and yeah. Not all nice people are horrible people. Yes. And not all horrible people are nice people. Yeah. But some nice people are horrible. I feel like if some tragedy were to befall me, like I get killed in... So this is a real possibility. Mm -hmm. I would go to an anti-neo-Nazi rally. Right. And I could get hit, right? Yeah. I feel like they would interview my neighbors and be like, I hardly ever saw him. Like, he might have waved to me once, but we just didn't make eye contact with each other. And I didn't know what to think about him. Like, <laughs> yeah. he kind of kept his yard mode, but it wasn't great. Like, yeah, he, he didn't. Eh, he wasn't a bad neighbor, but he, he wasn't the nicest guy in the world either. But you I, know what? I've been to a gay pride parade. Like, I've been like for real things that matter. I'm a liberal, damn it. No, I want the, people to know that. No, 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 no. I'm saying like for things that I think that are really important yeah. as opposed to the fake like swooning over a baby that I don't really give a shit about. <laughs> You're laughing at me, but I'm serious. It was so which... the equivocation there is funny to me. What? Gays are better than babies. I don't know. That's how it was posed in my head. Uh, I don't. I, th- I think. <laughs> I think that, that in the existence of humanity, what if it was a gay baby Ooh, or a gaby? A gaby. <laughs> a gaby. I love taking the word gay because, like, someone who you know. Someone who's gay, that's a title for them. Mm-hmm. And then, like, another title, and I love smashing them together. Like, uh, there's, like, a big swath of gay atheists. And I'm just like, oh, you mean gay atheists? And I, I can't stop. It's my favorite thing to do. I really like the gay thing. It was a gay baby. It's gay I like that. <laughs> I would... I would swoon over a gay baby. Oh yeah, <laughs> it would just ha- it would just be so fucking fashionable it, and clean. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like its three hairs on the top of its head would be slicked back in mm-hmm. just the right way, and it would be buff. Mm-hmm. Be really in Little, shape, like baby muscles. Yeah, yeah. Like that, like toddler who can like lift weights and shit. I don't know about that. That was from a while ago. Um. Anyway. So, I guess I'm just looking for relevance that I'm not a bad person, <laughs> I guess. You're probably not a bad person. I'm probably not. You're bad to your friends. I'm not a particular... But you're also great to your friends. I'm also... N- That's I'm, what makes I'm you just, I think I'm just not a particularly, like, like a friendly person, I think is yeah. the big thing. Yeah. I'm, like, totally a... I'm not, like, the guy who's out on his lawn, like, waving to neighbors or anything. Uh, I've... I lived alone 
most of my 20s and early 30s. And so I always thought, like, if a child goes missing, I'm going to be guy. the one that's going to get pointed to. Like, <laughs> it, you know, if if I was ever accused of a crime, it, all my neighbors would be like, yeah, he probably did it. Mm-hmm. And I never saw yeah. him. So he probably had babies in there just, like, chopping them up. Well, and he's the fat guy. And we know from yeah, TV shows. Like, he's not attractive. So he's obviously, uh, he's up to something. Of course so. Because beautiful people are fantastic, yes. and non-beautiful people are monsters. That's the way the world works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, chasing sleep? Ch- chasing sleep. Synopsis. Um, a man finds out that his wife has gone missing. He's also an insomniac. Throughout the movie, he learns that slowly comes the realization that he killed her but then it turns out maybe he didn't maybe it was all just like a weird dream i don't know synopsis (laughs) (laughs) overall thoughts ah man this came out in 2000 yep if i'd seen in 2000 16 year old me would have been like this is this is this is art this is this is how you make a movie. Yes, you're absolutely right. Thirty three year old me is like fuck this piece of garbage. <laughs> so so six, hard. Sixteen year old me did see this movie, and sixteen year old me was like, "This is art," and I'm in my pretentious art phase where I want to watch Pie all day and chasing sleep. But here's the thing: Pie is still good. Um, I still appreciate Pie. I appreciate Chasing Sleep still. Well, let's okay. let's dive in. <laughs> Jeff Daniels wakes up. Wife isn't home. Calls the cops. He's like, cops, my wife hasn't come home. She's 12 hours late. Should you send somebody? After some debating, they send somebody. No, not after some debating. They talk they talk so fast that they're talking over each other like vaudeville style like Gilmore without Girls. the comedy. Like Gilmore Girls. But without the funny lines. With like Gilmore Girls. Exactly like Gilmore Girls. It's a good show. So they, you're you're right about that. Okay, so they definitely they talk Gilmore, and then before he even has the phone hung up, you see the lights, the lights on his eyes. And the very first time I saw this, seventeen years ago, I was like, "Well, that's fucked up. They screwed that up. That doesn't make any sense." But I've seen it since, and I think I'd be a more nuanced viewer now, and I would realize that it was a conscious thing. But the idea that they're setting up already is that Jeff Daniels' time frame is completely messed up. And he doesn't know what's happening or when it's happening. If it's real life. If anything in this movie is real life. Right? Yes. Um, police officer shows up, files the complaint. Mm-hmm. Um, he can't file a missing person report, but he and, can put on an APB for the car. And that's not a real thing. Right? Like, you can put a missing person report anytime. See, here's the thing. He said that, and I'm like, I know that, but I'm like, do I only know that from because it's convenient for movies, and so they all put that in there, or is that a real thing? Because also the move, the show Forty Eight Hours exists, where it's like, well, that's a murder. You got to solve the murder in the first forty eight hours. Yeah, I don't think they have to wait for seventy two hours to prove that there was a murder. Like they're not. No, it's not like but, a, but there's but not like a, there's not a person. Wake, there's not a wake for the body before they decide that they were really murdered. 
if the 72-hour thing is true, it makes sense. But I don't think that is. But also, it doesn't make sense because you've got to find them early. Because what if they've just been kidnapped and are still alive? Yeah, yeah I don't think it's a real but thing. But also, what if they just went to their mom's house and didn't say anything? Yeah, I don't think it's a real thing. Um, but they probably, in a situation like this, don't nearly take it that seriously because it's totally possible that man and wife just argued and she took off for a little while. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, Jeff Daniels pitter-patters around the house. It's getting more fucked up, right? He's barefoot the entire movie. He's never not barefoot. Hmm. What do you think that means? Because <laughs> everything in this movie, I really feel like, means something. Does it? I don't know. No? He's. I think it means that he's not... I mean, the whole thing takes place in his house. When he goes to the hospital it's in his brain mm-hmm. uh is the hospital the only scene out i feel like there's another yes. scene out uh out of the house but maybe i'm wrong i don't think so i think it's just the hospital scene. yeah and that's just like a flashback yep that he walks from his basement into the hospital and back mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know okay i don't so, care enough to know so <laughs> <laughs> so uh he ends up having uh, one. He's a he's a college professor. One of his students shows up, uh, leaves, comes back, tries to seduce him. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know if we need to go through this chronologically or just like make the points that happen in the movie. Okay. So I don't okay. know exactly where they fall. So girl shows up. She tries to sleep with him. He decides he's not going to sleep with her. Uh, at one point, there's a severed finger that he finds. Decides he's going to try to flush mm-hmm. multiple occasions. Yeah. Before it crawls out of the toilet. It crawls out of the toilet and crawls down the hallway. Mm-hmm. And he puts it through the garbage disposal. Yep. He finds that his wife uh, was indeed murdered by the gym teacher that she was sleeping with. She's also a teacher, right? No, they they never find out if she was murdered or not. Uh, he is told that. He picks up, the, he gets a phone call from the phone, from, he gets a phone call from the phone. Mm-hmm. The phone calls him on the phone. The yep. telephone via the phone calls his they found phone. The, they found the body. I'm sorry, near the gym teacher's house. But then later when the psychiatrist visits him, he says Doc- Detective Durham never made that call. Correct. Yeah. Um, so when, in me doing air quotes so you can hear him on the podcast, that's what they sound like. In the real world... <laughs> They never found her body. You can't. You can't do that though, because the whole point, the whole point of this movie is, is there is zero degree of knowing what happened in the real world and what is happening in Jeff Daniels' head. I don't think there's any differentiation. Like I feel like you could make any combination of what's real and what's not, because even the psychologist makes the point. Like, so you're telling me that this 20 year old girl came over and tried to fuck you? That sounds like something that you would be envisioning and wanting to have happen in your head. You're making this bullshit up. Just like you're making up the bullshit that uh, somebody came over or that you got a phone call saying she was dead near the guy that she was cheating on you with house. Yeah, but there's evidence to both in that he calls her and he's like, I think she's trying to fuck you because Jeff Daniels at that point doesn't realize what she's up to. Who says he's trying to fuck you? Derm. Because he calls, he calls Sadie. Is the psychologist no, real? Detective. Is the, the detective, detective real? 
I don't. I don't think anything in this is is the big giant baby real. Oh, that's my f- absolute favorite part in this movie. Uh, I wrote big baby really. I love it. Okay, so it is f- disturbing as all hell. It is a baby that is as big as a three hundred pound man taking up the bathtub, and he looks like the psychologist or therapist or whatever that's been showing up. Did you notice that? He looks exactly like him. If that psychologist was a baby, it looks like him. I have a picture of both of them in my heads, and they don't look alike. But you but know, it's like but it's like uh, this bizarre puppeteery rubbery suit baby that's disturbing and still making baby noises uh and it's super fucked up and jeff daniels decides to chop it up in the bathtub yeah so is the giant baby real (laughs) it's my question that's the ultimate question you know when i like i feel like this is psycho cop returns where i completely loved that thing and you did not so you had nothing yeah. to say? Yeah, that felt like I have nothing to say. <laughs> All my notes are for points that have nothing to do with the movie that the movie reminded me of. <laughs> okay, let me buzz through these and then we'll go through your list. Yep. So one of the things that I, that I, I, I don't know if it was super clever or if I hated it, the very first phone call that Jeff Daniels makes to the police, they're trying to debate whether they want him to send an officer. And he's like, I think she'll be home now. I feel much better now. And I'm like, what the fuck? You talked to them for two minutes about your wife missing for 12 hours. How could you possibly feel better now? And I don't know if that was the point that, of course, he doesn't feel better and he's just going through the motions or if it wasn't good writing. Let me tell you the one thing I really liked about this movie. And I was and I was like on board because they do it kind of throughout the full first third of the movie. He'll be talking about his wife in completely present tense. And then he'll drop one past tense verb into the conversation. Mm-hmm. And I, and it was super subtle, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Everything else can... Um, but that, I enjoyed that. The gym teacher that she's having an affair with shows up at one point to face punch Jeff Daniels. Dr. Doom. And he is dressed like a gym teacher. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's dressed in a hoodie and sweatpants. And I'm like, that is the gym teacher's outfit. Uh There was a scene in which Jeff Danielson's in the bathroom messing with the toilet and yells one second to someone. And I was like, that's hilarious. Call back to Dumb and Dumber. (laughs) (laughs) He says the exact same thing. One second. Uh, Okay. So other things that are relevant in this movie that I don't know what they mean. Okay. Okay. The hole in the ceiling. There's a hole in the ceiling that appears in a whole bunch of different rooms. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he killed her in the bathtub and the water overflowed and it fucked up the ceiling and the walls. But it's the exact same hole that is showing up in multiple different rooms. It's not mm-hmm. that each of those rooms have a hole. Right. It's that in that room is a Because it starts in the bedroom. Okay. Where it logically doesn't make sense to be. Mm-hmm. And it just follows him? Mm-hmm. Okay, other things that I don't understand, because I'm not buying that 100%. I feel like there's a deeper answer to that, because the movie ends with going into the hole. Yeah. I mean, the hole, like, prom- it has another meaning, but in if we buy that, everything we're seeing here is is 
partially reality, partially his uh, waking, sleepy reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the reality is there's probably a hole in the ceiling from water from killing his wife. Because what I assume with a big baby in the tub means is she she had a, she was pregnant. She was pregnant. He feels guilty. Killed the baby. He cut cut the the baby out of her belly in the bathtub, mm-hmm. drowned it, and then took her body and buried it next to George's house when he had moment of clarity. Mm-hmm. It's like fuck, and I need to take the car over there and bury it next to her, next to her, the guy she was having an affair with. So his name is George Simeon. Saxon. I'm sorry. George Ed, Simeon. Ed and Eve Saxon, uh-huh. George Simeon. So Simeon, ape. Sure. Saxon, Anglo-Saxon? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm, like, everything I think means something way more than that I'm capable or willing you to put totally into this 16 thought. again. I am, like, that's, that, I remember I said I hadn't watched this forever, I watched it, and you're exactly right. Like, as a 16-year-old, I yeah. was like this means something and it makes me feel smarter but i'm not smart enough to figure it out or put in the effort to figure it out yeah i watched it as a 33 year old you watched it as a 33 year old channeling your 16 that's exactly what it was the same way as i watched Ernest scared stupid channeling my 10 year old self certainly that's exactly what it was 100 percent um (laughs) what do you have that reminded you of as you were watching it I wondered, is this whole move, is this, all right, this is my my deepest question. Is this a Scientology movie? Keep going. Because the whole thing, everybody in this movie is on psych, uh, psychoactive pills. So I think this might be an anti-psychiatry Scientology movie. Okay. What do you think? Um... In all honesty, what I think is there, there's two things. Either, number one, the guy that made this just threw everything that he could at it to try to look deep, or he has a huge flowchart explaining everything. And I think I would probably be more prone to think the first. That doesn't mean it's not. Because you understand... Jeff Daniels being on pills. Mm-hmm. Why? Why does? Why does Derm? Why does the police officer who's in one scene need to take pills? Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah. just what I thought. No, it's a. I I think this is an example of something that that has layers that, if it were watched by more, like I feel like this is the same thing as David Lynch, like, and I'm not even the biggest Lynch fan. Like, there's layers in different ways to read it sure but you can paint with the same paintbrush and not have the same technique uh, yeah i agree yeah i agree uh so i think there's total validity to your pill theory all right less of a thing calling hospitals you totally can't do that now right um like just say i'm her husband is she there I don't think so. Like, I have a hard time. My wife handles all the bills. Like, I haven't paid a bill, like, personally, like, done the bill paying, mm-hmm. like, 10 years probably. Um, but there's still times that she's like, Ugh, I couldn't get a hold of this place. You have to call them because they won't talk to me. Like, even just for bills, let alone medical stuff. Yeah. Um, 
But at the same time, like when my mom was in the hospital, they were pretty loose about talking to us. But And all we did was say, this is her son, and they talked to you. Um, so I, feel, I don't know. I feel like in person's a little different. It wasn't in person. Oh, okay. Like I would, so it was over the phone? Yeah, oh, for okay. sure. And uh, I guess in an emergency situation like that, they wouldn't. I don't know. Let's try it. Let's call and just ask. Let's just call hospital and ask if if John Smith is there. Yeah. And see if they give us a response. I'm his husband. Did you do you remember hearing about uh, when the princess had a baby or whatever? Did you hear? Do you remember that story? Which princess? Uh, England. Kate. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. I'm talking like time frame. No, I don't know. It was like Princess no, Di from no, 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 twenty no. years ago. No, 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 the one now. That's married to the blonde prince. Okay. That's balding. Prince, Prince Kate, okay. Princess Kate, and Prince Harry. So they had Prince William. They had a baby a few years ago, right? So they had a baby, mm-hmm. and a radio station called and put on this voice like, "Hello, I'm the Queen. Can you tell me how my baby's doing?" And uh, and the nurse talked to him and everything, and told him like the baby's doing good, blah blah blah, which they weren't supposed to do. Especially because this is the princess. Yeah. And then the nurse fucking killed herself. Whoa! The nurse. Came I heard in. the fun part from no, the beginning. No, I'd never heard of the the, the latter part. The nurse committed suicide. The nurse committed suicide, and then the two disc jockeys got fired, and of course, will feel terrible for the rest of their lives because that's not what they were trying to do at all. Like, it was like those moments where like that could totally be something you and I could do, fucking around on this, and like have a real impact on somebody's life. Fuck! Isn't that terrible? Yeah. Fucking butterfly effect, man. <laughs> well, that was another movie when I was 16. That was so deep. Uh, what else you got on your list of things this reminded you of? So it starts off with uh, eyeballs. It goes from the hole into the eyeball. Mm-hmm. Uh, that means something. Yeah, because there's a hole in your eyeball. Mm-hmm. Uh, it means more than that. Yeah. Don't ask me what, but it means something. <laughs> It means something because it's art. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just had an eye exam, mm-hmm. and they put the little drops in your eyes to dilate it. Have you have you had that? Mm-hmm. You wear glasses. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't hurt, but I did definitely not like that. Like your eyes, you can feel the muscles like going. We need to open this thing up. Yeah. And you have no control over this, <laughs> and I'm just like. What I wanted, I just wanted to sit there and just, no. <laughs> just force your eyeballs to, to yeah. your pupils not to dilate. Yeah. But, no, I just had to sit back there in the wait, in the crowded waiting room with my eyes closed and just look weird as I'm just like. It's like when you feel muscles you did, or body parts you didn't even know you could feel. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Eyeballs are weird. <laughs> I do have this better not be a fucking dream as a note. And it's totally possible. Like, I kind of hate dreams in movies, and this is possibly a movie that the entire thing is not real in a dream. And I can't justify that. Do you remember 15 years ago, 20 years ago, when this movie was made? I feel like. A giant baby was kind of a thing for a solid decade there. Okay. What are, what are their examples? I don't know that I can pull any out. 
Dead Alive had a giant baby. <laughs> um, yeah. There was the dancing baby from Ally McBeal. <laughs> yes. Which I never saw an episode of, but I know like that screensaver and that was a thing for a while. Yeah. Do you know a thing that I know that I hate that I know, but I can tell you why I know that thing that I know? I'm interested in all the things you just said. So I know what dabbing is. Okay. And I hate that I know that. And the only reason that I know that is because I saw a thing where it said, like, watch this, like a YouTube video was shared. It said, like, watch this guy dab 50 times to Johnny Cash's hurt. And I was like, I like Johnny Cash. What's he? So I, in my head, I had already decided dabbing was like when you hit yourself, like you, like you whip yourself. Self-flagellation. Yeah. Like I thought it was like that. And I was like, (laughs) what the fuck is this guy going to do? What is? And then it was just some hipster douchebag. And I was like angry, like both because. I wasted my 10 seconds. Yeah. They tricked me, and I knew something popular. <laughs> I hate that I know something popular. Mm. Mm. You know what is popular, though? What's that? Homemade Horror, our sponsor this week. Oh, okay. Homemadehorror.storeenv.com. They currently have a giant pre-order sale for their creepy customs figures. Creepy custom figures. Yes, going on through September 18th. Okay. Okay? So Timely. This, so it, it is. Keep in mind, this is a pre-order situation. Okay? Pre-order. That so is, that uh, I believe that means order before. Yes. Uh, people freak the fuck out apparently, and are like, "Hey, I ordered this ten seconds ago. Why isn't this here?" Okay. It's a pre-order. They've got awesome stuff. They have a stuff custom figure. They have Pennywise, which is a big deal right now. Uh, Leprechaun. Here's the thing. It's a big deal. I don't know if you know anybody. These make great gifts right before Christmas. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a Matt Cordell Maniac Cop custom figure available for pre-order right now. Okay. Coming September 18th, or through September 18th. Um, in addition to that, they've got all their regular magnets and all that good stuff going on. That Pennywise sounds pretty cool. <laughs> HomemadeHorror.StoreMV.com Remember, only one E in Store Envy. Yeah. Find them on Facebook. StoreMV.com and, you know, link in the thing down there. Yeah, you'll have it. Go to our page, you'll see it. Yep. Um, it is kind of exciting, like, w- for a lot of those, in that these are figures that are never going to get, you're never going to walk into Toys R Us and yeah. find them, and it's awesome that he's doing these. Are you ever going to walk into Toys R Us and find horror things yeah. anymore? No, totally. Really? They've got a, They've got a little tiny section. Um, so every time I go, I make my way over, and there's usually something there. There's a Gremlins one. There's a Predator one or whatever. Um, like like hero size? Uh, or are they like G.I. Joe size? Um, they run the gamut. Hmm. They run the gamut. Um, but yeah, there's usually... Um, NECA is a big company that does a lot of those, um, and they've usually got one or two things like that at all times. Cool. Um, but they're not as cool as the homemade horror things because those oh, are no. mass produced. These are actually like this it's is custom. These are this is a dude doing these limited runs. Yes, to order. So yeah, um, check them out. What else you got for chasing sleep? Did it I remind mean, you of anything else? I still can't believe you didn't like the baby. So I, I've went as a sixteen-year-old. Sixteen-year-old me would have loved that baby. But, I would have been but like, here's the thing: that baby's cool because babies aren't that big, so that like means something. See, but sixteen-year-old me was excited about the things that meant things. Thirty-three-year-old me, 
is more excited about the giant baby because he's a cool looking creature. Like Wishmaster's a cool looking creature. Like like Trantor from Ernest Scared Stupid. Like I love the idea of like creating something like that that doesn't exist. Like Halloween is coming out in stores right now. Like the holiday. And I'm so excited. Like walking into a store and seeing like a witch statue. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna eat this up. I love seeing skeletons. To me this wasn't that movie though. Like this wasn't no, you're right, but I'm like, saying that's why I, I like. That's liked, why it felt out of place. Um, I would be happy with any movie with that giant baby in there. Okay. If Forrest Gump all of a sudden was just like walked into the bathroom and then Jenny had just aborted this giant cool baby in the bathtub. Hey, baby. Better movie. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Hey. I assume that's a 13 year old girl song. <laughs> Do we need to pay royalties on that now? <laughs> I think I sung it badly enough and off key enough that. It's not technically. Okay. We're going to have to start doubling up on sponsors. Homemade Horror, your rate just doubled because he just <laughs> he just sung that. Um, final thoughts on Chasing Sleep. Eh. Again, 16-year-old me would have loved it. 16-year-old me did love this. 33-year-old me has some nostalgia for it, I think. And uh, I think I, I want to I wanna like it. But, but did you like it? Um. I enjoyed watching it again. Yes. <laughs> that was um, a very presidential answer. <laughs> no, it wasn't because it was an answer. Okay. <laughs> uh, if it was a presidential answer, I'd say there's validity to both sides of both. Never mind. If it was a presidential answer, you would have just started talking about something else. My penis is so big. <laughs> <laughs> My hands are completely normal size. <laughs> Uh, We're getting more political. Making the same joke as everyone. <laughs> We're original. Woo. Um, what is original? This, so I've talked about books for the past few weeks, and I'm going to continue that trend. All right. Now, this is the first one that I feel is directed towards you. I'm I'm not even done with this book, but I'm so excited about it. Okay. This is a book that I would recommend specifically to you because every sentence is a puzzle. Okay. I'm I'm actually doing the audiobook right now and I don't know if I'm doing it the right way but the guy that's performing the audiobook is fantastic. Every person has a different voice and the way the prose that it's written in is super hard would be super hard for anyone to read and he does a fucking stellar job. The title of this book is called Pygmy uh by Czech Palinek, okay? Oh, yeah. Do you know this? Or do you know him? I th- ancillarily both okay so what this is is it's a it's a book but it's book written as if it's a report by a comparable to a it's it's an agent like some undercover agent from some unknown country okay and it's written as though english is his second language so it's written almost like a caveman or almost like coneheads so coneheads would say like parental units mass quantities yes that's exactly what it is okay but that might sound and people seem to be very divided about it either they hate it or they love it and i am loving it because like every sentence that i'm thrown at i have to think about what it means and it's like a puzzle for everyone and it's going so fast as i'm listening to it because he's just reading this book Mm -hmm. as if he's talking so you have to be on when you're normally, if I, especially if I'm listening to a podcast, you can zone in and out, as I'm sure a lot of people are doing right now. Yep. But. Ah! Uh, 
but <laughs> but you can't do that with this book. On the other hand, if you're to read it, that might be good because you wouldn't miss anything, but I feel like I would keep rereading the things until I got them. Mm-hmm. And there's some things I'm sure that's passed by. Yeah. So when I decided how much I love this and I want to talk about it, I took a minute and I wrote down a few of the th- examples okay. to give you. And we'll see. Uh, what I'll do is I'm going to tell you what they are. And then if you don't get it right away, I'll tell you the context. Because at least I have the benefit when I'm listening to it to know the context. Right. All right. So Before you start, I just want to apologize for screaming. That was, <laughs> was probably good. a dick move. No, it was good. I liked it. All right. You ready? Yeah. Mammary binder. A bra. A bra. Mammary binder. I'm starting off easier, okay? Okay. Um, dunking fried potato of France deep in bin oiling f- boiling fat. French fries. French fries. Good. Um, fake torture man on sticks. Fake torture man on sticks. Probably a scarecrow. No, close. Fake torture man. Close, close to a scarecrow. Crucifix. Jesus on the crucifix. Jesus on the cross. Good. Yeah. Um, that's the hardest one. Uh, well, fuck off. I got it right. No, 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 no. The one coming up. All right, oh, right. Damn it. Uh, I got two more for you. Ready? Okay. Fragrant severed genitals. Fragrant severed genitals. Fragrant severed genitals. Uh, I was going to say maybe fruit, but fruit is close. ovums. You're close. They're in the store. They're looking at different things oh, as they flowers. Want. Flowers. Very yeah. good. Now, yearning for location on top of arched wavelengths created by precipitate. Yearning for location on top of arched wavelengths created by precipitate. That sounds like windshield wipers. No. I'll give you one. I'll tell one more time, then I'll give you more context. You ready? Yeah. Yearning for location on top of arched wavelengths created by precipitate. In this context, the agent is complaining because he was in choir class and has this song stuck in his head now. Yearning for a location on top of arched wavelengths created by precipitate. And then if you're not, if you hadn't figured it out, I had figured it out, but then he said Judy Garland. Somewhere over the rainbow. Somewhere over the rainbow. Okay. So that's the kind of thing as you're going through that you have to, uh, you have to figure out as it goes. And it's, really enjoyable in my opinion so i definitely recommend if you had any degree of enjoying that mm-hmm. it's really cool yeah pick me that's definitely something that i couldn't i would have to concentrate on very intently yeah that's why it would just be annoying i've had to no i've had to do that like where you like i usually when i drive i'll put them on mm-hmm. right so that's when i listen to podcast or audiobooks yeah. and there's definitely been times where like i haven't been listening for a few minutes and i have no idea what the fuck is going on right now because a lot of it that arched wavelengths thing i knew he was in choir so i knew he was referencing a song or whatever right so yeah. it was able for me to put it together um but it's a super cleverly written book i suggest it all right cool would you suggest low what's the synopsis for low Lowe is uh, a man, contacts a demon, 
to get back his girlfriend. Who was dragged to hell. Who was dragged to hell. Overall thoughts. Uh, 16-year-old me would have loved this. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. So, uh, guy starts off in making, uh, he's got a circle, he's got a pentagram drawn in a circle, inside of which Mike Wazowski from the Monsters, Inc. movies is hidden. Did you see that? What? There's, it's Mike Wazowski. It's the single eye, and then right below it's this giant mouth. And I was like, that's Mike Wazowski from <laughs> Monsters, Inc. Okay, Billy Crystal makes an appearance <laughs> in this movie, apparently. Uh, he d- has to put cut the palm of his hand again in the most violent way possible yeah but at least he's told to do it in yeah. this movie this one at least it's in the book like you cover you go the whole length of your palm and then you bleed two drops under the eye i don't even know if you could do that like i don't know if i could we talked about this with saw which we will talk about this with saw in the future <laughs> when you hear it soon wait how does time work mm. wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff yeah <laughs> so uh but still cuts the shit out of his hand yeah and he summons the demon low low who crawls in and is the absolute highlight of the movie for me low looks fucking fantastic mm-hmm. he's a demon that is is, is it, white it's uh, a demon it's a demon that's Just white remember, uh sex is is not it's a human it's construct a human construct it's yes. not don't Put that shit on the demons, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, the weird bird beak, like Triceratops looking one, taught me that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Triceratops Nazi taught me that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, the performance is 100% the best performance in the movie is by Low. Yeah. Uh, low is the highlight of the movie. Mm-hmm. If the movie was Low just monologuing, I would fucking love this movie and be over the top for this movie sure okay i just feel like i need to say something here so i don't know if i 100 percent agree with that but it, he was the it was the best part he because it was a dude yeah it was in a dude. The suit yeah uh was the highlight for me um so he comes out and he immediately starts making fun of our protagonist right so the pregnant protagonist well, immediately starts Oh, he's mean. Like, bah. yeah, he's I'm making noises. He's spooky and demony. And, and then when he like, starts, why the fuck did you summon me here? Yeah, like, just, like just talking like bro to him. Like, why the? And then he's like, "What's your name?" He's like, "Justin." He's like, "I'm gonna call you Dinner." And the whole rest of the movie, he just calls him Dinner. Yeah. And I loved that. That was pretty awesome. No. I I'm in, I'm agreeing with you, but yeah. Not as enthusiastically. No. Okay. So, uh, and then we get our first moment of like, what am I watching exactly? Because up until now, it's been a pretty low key, very indie, possibly horrorish movie, right? And then Low projects a memory onto the wall of Justin meeting his girl that he's trying to find from hell. Mm-hmm. And it is played out like a play. Yes, and it's not complete only, with tragedy and comedy masks. Yes, which are played by human beings mm-hmm. and people on the sides of the stage. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on this point? 
let me just say I love I don't know that I love this movie's aesthetic. I love that this movie has an aesthetic and it fucking goes with it. I agree with that. Yes. 100%. Uh, like fucking awesome. You had a vision, you executed it. Good job. Um so even up to this point, that sounded dismissive. It wasn't meant to be. Cuz <laughs> I'm just I just mean like so many movies fail to execute a singular vision. The, and you executed a singular vision, whether I agree with it or not, you executed it, and you executed it very well. Okay, regardless of how anybody feels about this movie, yeah, totally unique movie. 100%. Um, so, even right now, things start to get a little wonky with the performances, and obviously it's a conscious thing. It's not that they're bad performances, um, but the girlfriend is acting over the top. Things are seeming funky, right? Like, this isn't the way that people talk to one another. This isn't the way that things go down. But it's the way it's the way plays happen. That's true. And then there's two more parts to that. Number one is this is also supposed to be the memory of the guy, right? So the memory that he has is probably different than the reality, right? You have two right. different people. They're each going to have a memory that's different. But it's also the memory he has projected through low. Exactly. There. Exactly, because Lo at one point says, like, if I wanted to fuck with you, I'd do this. Yeah. And they show a version, a different version of the same memory where she's all over him and being super sexual, which yeah. obviously didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so even at this point, I'm still with this because this is like there's humor mixed in, but it's like humor from a demon the same way that there's human humor from Freddy Krueger where he's like, this means nothing to me. I'm just fucking around. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Right. And at this point, I was totally on board with the movie, mostly still. I'm still with the movie. I agree. So we're still with the movie. We get another character introduced, which is Triceratops Beak Nazi mm-hmm. Bird. I'm just going to go with Triceratops Nazi. Okay. I'm good with that. Triceratops Nazi. It's it's cleaner. Okay. Triceratops Nazi. Um, or sh- Trina. Shows up. <laughs> so... He shows up. They have a gaby. Name it Trina. And he shows up and kind of starts fucking with Justin, a.k.a. dinner some more, Mm -hmm. and saying that Ashley, is that her name? Uh, April. April. Yes. March. Yes. Because Lo fucks with him at that point. And he's like, did your girlfriend make up her name? Yeah. Uh, Because she recited the days of. Of her breath, she muttered January, February, March. April. Yes. That's my name. Yeah. Um, so he, uh, Triceratops Nazi is telling him that she came from hell Mm -hmm. and she was a demon. Yep. And then he goes into a song with a demon band Mm -hmm. about her coming from hell. Yeah. But she's special. She She has the heart of a dying man inside of her. Yes. So at this point, begrudge, a little begrudgingly, I'm still with this movie. Okay. The musical number kind of killed it for me again i appreciate that you have an aesthetic i just and the makeup fucking awesome oh yeah all of it all around yep uh but i'm still with it all right so i'm starting wise yeah i'm starting to have a little bit of doubts but also remember i'm still like this is still demons just fucking with a guy that they're hoping to kill and drag to hell right because we've established the rules he has to stay in the circle the circle protects him but it also drives them crazy. Yes. So he, so they can do anything. They have nothing to lose. They're just going to fuck with this guy. Mm-hmm. Still with it. Okay. Um, where am I at at this point? Help me out. 
we're just after the musical number. Uh, so he has learned that she was a demon. And then Lo goes back to fucking with him. And we find out that Lo and her were friends because he says he helped her. And his legs were crushed because of that. Around this time is when I start to have some questions with the tone of the movie. Mm-hmm. Because the, the one in particular that definitely put it over the top. First, there's some performance issues from the main character, Justin, where he's like his hand is talking to him and he's starting to get upset. And he's making like he's one step away from like uh, shaking his face side to side and like making like. Yeah, he's starting sounds. to act like uh, Brian from Psycho Cop Returns. Yeah, it's okay. how he's kind of fine throughout the whole. And then when Psycho Cop looks at him, he's like. All like hand ringy, like I'm scared. Yeah. So, but the one really is there's two human souls that they go to talk to or interview, like what it's like to be in hell. May and June. May and June. And those performances don't make any sense, really, to me. So they're they're ham fisted and they're they're played like they're in a play, mm-hmm. but for comedic effect when in the it's not like it's the demons fucking with them if these should have been they, this should have been like actual pleas for people that like being in hell sucks bad but it literally ends with them bickering as husband and wife right so basically it's them very humdrum describing how they went to hell and what happens to them every day and also they're like a bickering couple and I think it's supposed to be funny. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. I'm fine with Low and Triceratops Nazi being funny because they have nothing at stake. They're just fucking around here. Sure. But you can't have your main character playing it slapsticky or those other two characters, which are supposed to be like, they should be the ones like, don't mess with these guys. They're fucking around now. But when they get the chance, they will put you through a meat grinder. And that's what they do to us. Right. But also they they were just apparitions of Lowe. Like, they were there at Lowe's command. Okay. But, yeah. I'm trying to apply logic to... But th- but that's the moment where tonally, where tonally it really bothered me. Yeah. Um, and then there's some more performance issues. Um, we end up seeing uh, the, the, the waiter. God, I really thought was terrible. That drink. Ugh fucking kill me that was the worst the waiter was bad right i loved him as the waiter from before where he's like he has the very intently waiting for his cue off the side of the play (laughs) and then doing this terrible job uh in all those great performances but when he becomes like the waiter making the drink he's just awful um am i am i Missing any highlights here before we come to the reveal? He makes him drink poison. The, makes the waiter dr- gives him poison. So, so this is an important point. So basically, the yeah. the entire movie, Lowe is convincing Justin to give up, to stop trying to look for her. Right? Mm-hmm. Just stop. You're poisoned. You're gonna go through hell. I'm gonna. You're gonna stay here no matter what. You're stop. Going crazy. You're talking to her hand. Stop. 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 Right is Lowe's point. Right. And he's not going to have any of it, right? He's he's ends up coming to a point. He stands up and he has his big epic half monologue where he says, I'm the master. You're the demon. You go into hell and you find her. I don't give a shit if I'm dying. 
you're going to do it. Yeah. And Lo turns around, crawls out, because he doesn't have any legs that function, mm-hmm. and in crawls April. Yes. April crawls in. She doesn't, she doesn't so much crawl in as kind of appear. She, yeah, she saves the crawling for when she crawls out. Yeah. So she comes in, she talks to him, tells him she he can't stay and she, he needs to go home. And she right. crawls away. Yeah. Obviously, her legs don't work either. Mm-hmm. And then we cut back and she's turned into Lowe. And right. the big reveal is Lowe's the person that he was in love with the whole mm-hmm. time. Um, he ends up back at home and kind of seems content. Like, hmm, my, my fiance was a demon. Yeah. Got to go to Chipotle. Chipotle. <laughs> God damn it. It's uh, the most fucking Midwest <laughs> white bread motherfucking Chipotle. <laughs> Chipotle. Mm. But not the point. No. Um, I will say I hated this movie. I kind of liked the reveal. You hated the movie? It It had me and it lost me hard. I feel like this has is an awesome movie if you would cut it to an hour. Like like if you cut out those tonal problems, I would be 100% on board because low and triceratops Nazi look great. You can leave in almost all the interactions with with low and Justin mm-hmm. and triceratops Nazi. Get rid of some of the overtop performances by Justin, get rid of everything with the couple behind the sheet get rid of the majority of the dancing with people behind sheets and silhouette uh and i think that everything totally makes sense to me get rid of triceratops nazi get rid of all that bullshit just make it justin low and then memories as a play and you know they only see two of them we see the when they first meet in their christmas just do it more of those because to me that was the most interesting part of the movie was their interaction and those plays. Mm-hmm. So just I, give me more plays and cut out the rest of the shit. So here's here's the other thing. is like I'm looking at this and I'm like, this is obviously somebody that made a completely unique movie on no money and figured out a way to do it mm-hmm. and pulled it off. And I think... Both of these. For that. I mean, yeah, for bo- both of them, I would say. You're you absolutely have one, right. You have one... Point one locations in chasing sleep and then the the aesthetic allows for uh such great stuff in low which i think that's why it uh and i think that was by necessity i think if he had all the money in the world he probably would have been like all right yeah we'll have an apartment we will have a diner outside but he didn't have that so let's spray paint something and say that it's a play what do you have i don't know because you lose this. This movie loses all of its charm if you take away any of its aesthetic. To me, anyway. Uh, dude, low. I could low. I want to see in something else. Like I want to see him do this again. Like I feel like there's enough great concept there to take another crack at this with a little bit more money. Sure. I mean, I'd give it another shot. I appreciated his aesthetic. I appreciated. They had an aesthetic, so that already. Justin, if you were to be on the advisory board for Homemade Horror, would you advise for them to make a creepy custom of Jeff Daniels? No, 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 no. The giant baby? No, the giant baby from Chasing Sleep Yeah. or of Low. 
You got to go low. Absolutely low, right? One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Look for that next year from the creepy customs <laughs> collection from Homemade Horror <laughs> or don't. Store Envy. Is because it's low, probably a bad idea. The It'll low. sell <laughs> less than two of because one of us will buy one, and we both we both will say we'll buy one, and one of us will, and what, the other one won't. Yeah, I really hope that I can come up with a way to get that Maniac Cop uh, homemade horror creepy custom. That'd be cool. If yeah, I'd love to see that down here. There's a Barlow one from Salem's Lot, which doesn't mean anything to you. Nope. Um, yeah, as well as all the other ones. I still got to get uh, one of the street trash ones, but homemadehorror.storeenvy.com. Yep. That's where you're going to go. Um, so that means low was your choice for between the two? Uh, yeah, I think so. The, it was, it's a close one. <laughs> because overall, I didn't like either. Over, but both of them, I was with them for, I would say, half an hour, 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say low. Yeah, I got to go for the aesthetic. Low's got my vote uh, for the aesthetic and uh, the concept and the performance of low mm-hmm. has me one over for sure. Um, even up until as I'm speaking right now, I'm having a hard time deciding between two options for next week, <laughs> and I'm really struggling here. Do you have a preference? I got two sets right beside me to go with. Uh, the the left ones. They're in a pile. <laughs> Why don't we do this? We've never done this. I'm going to give you all of the information and you choose. You okay. want to do, th- do this? Okay. I mean, we've done ones where I've had partial information. Yeah, but this is the first one with full information. So you're going to hand me four movies and I'm going to pick two? No, no. I'm going to have you two sets of movies and you choose which set. Okay. Okay? All right. All right. First movie of set one. One, one. When Tony grows up, he's going to be just like Daddy. Some extraterrestrials aren't family in extra. 1982, rated R. Uh, this looks like a weird alien creature film. That would be exciting. And probably bad, so even more exciting. Okay. Movie number two. One, two. Attack the Block, Inner City versus Outer Space. From the producers of Shaun of the Dead. Uh, yeah, this is a movie that I totally fucking wanted to see and never did. And I've heard of Extro and want to see that, so... Ooh, tough. Unless you have two fucking killer movies here, I think I've already made up my mind. Alright, first movie, number two. Not to be a spoiler or anything. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Love Thy Neighbor. It's Red State. Another fucking movie that I totally wanted to see, but have yet. Uh, Every week, you don't give two shits about the movies no, to watch. No, I could not care <laughs> less. Oh, fucking John Goodman is fantastic in everything. And he's the only one on the back. Oh, I love that fuck. I chose these. I'm so, fuck off, Russ. I'm so happy right now. Oh. now. All right, so the next one, I don't want to give you the cover because I'm concerned that it will be a spoiler. That's not a good cover, then. Mm, so you get the title. Okay. Here's the title. Oh, yeah. Tusk. 
this is this is also Kevin Smith, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, again, that's something that I've heard of. Uh, I don't. I mean, to be fair, I fucking look at that cover every time I'm here. Oh fuck! Then just do it. What is it? <laughs> God damn it! It's a kid with tusks or something like some sort of teenager, early twenty something guy with tusks. Okay. I see that on your shelf. <laughs> fuck you! It's the it's the it's the most colorful one up there. <laughs> so it's the one I fucking see all the time. Okay. Ah oh, fuck! <laughs> I love this. You never care. Never care. I never care. <laughs> And now you have, it sounds like one movie from each that you legitimately want to see and a half of movie of each that you kind of want to see. Uh, <laughs> this is all in your hands now. Uh, here's what I'm going to say. I think Red State and Tusk are probably going to be better movies. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go for the space block because this seems more fun. And I'm in the mood for some fun. Let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. So next week is what? Next week we're going to have Extro, which is uh, uh, looks like a, a father-son story where the father's an alien. Mm-hmm. And Attack the Block, Inner City versus Outer Space, which, uh, oh yeah, fuck, fucking uh, John Boyega is in this movie, right? The Star Wars guy? Yeah. Yeah, that's where he came from. Yeah, that's from. where he comes from. And fucking Nick Frost. All right, I'm excited. Justin, what else you got for us? Look at the little gaby.